Welcome to Machine Minds, where technology and humanity meet. I'm your host, Greg Tarusian, founder of Samson Rose, a recruiting and search business focused on the robotics and AI industries. The Machine Minds show is where we dive deep into the intricate world of robotics and artificial intelligence. As a staffing industry leader with a passion for the frontiers of technology, I'm pleased to be bringing you intimate conversations with the founders, investors, and trailblazers who are at the heart of the AI and robotics revolution. In each episode, we dig into their journeys, the applications of the products they're working on, and the breakthroughs that are shaping our future. Join us as we explore how these machine minds are transforming the way we live, work, and understand our world. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a tech enthusiast, or just curious about this amazing field, you'll learn something new with each episode. Let's delve into the extraordinary. Let's delve into machine minds. And on today's episode, we have Derek Peets joining us. Hi, Derek. Hey, Greg. Morning. Morning. Derek is the Director of Automation Equipment and Test Engineering at Intuitive, which I'm really excited to jump into this and find out more about the industry and a brief background, because it's actually an interesting route that you've taken to get into uh, surgical robot, uh, robotic surgery. <laughs> so let's jump into it. So Derek, I, normally I hand it over to the guest initially to give a brief overview of their background themselves and uh, the, the role that they're in. So can you just give us an overview of how you've actually got to this point? Because we know each other from another life in the <laughs> food automation space, which is where a lot of your, your background is. So tell us how you ended up here. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, you know, honestly, it's a it's a place in my career and an industry that I never expected uh, to land in, but uh, to kind of walk you through it, uh, you know, I studied mechanical engineering uh, in undergraduate and graduate school and got my start uh, in kind of the classic Silicon Valley industry of back when we made things out of silicon. Uh, I started in the semiconductor world, uh, building capital equipment. I've been building machinery for really my entire career. And uh, there was semiconductor, flat panel display, and solar manufacturing equipment for the uh, first first half of my career. Uh, back in uh, 2011, I co-founded a, a business uh, called L2F that's specialized in helping uh, startup innovations in the hardware space accelerate to market. And our favorite uh, tools of the trade were industrial robots and vision systems and uh, complex mechanical design and complex motion control. And that led us down to uh, being able to work with some really amazing uh, local clients here. We did work with Apple and SpaceX and Tesla, um, and started doing a lot of uh, food and beverage um, uh, automation, and that led us into some restaurant clients. Um, and uh, that's kind of what got uh, our careers to to cross paths there. Uh, you know, L2F did some notable um, uh, restaurant automation, uh, you know, back with uh, uh, Zoom and uh, a few others. Uh, that led to our acquisition by the Middleby Company, uh, which is the largest maker of restaurant equipment in the world. Um, and it was after that that I had the chance to join Sweetgreen to found the automation team there. Uh, you know, Greg was uh, super supportive in that life of building out that team. Uh, so thank you for all of that help back then. And um, post Sweetgreen, uh, did another food service robotics play with Hyphen Technologies and then had a chance to spend a little bit of time in the AI robotics space, which was, uh, was really fantastic to build out some new uh, tools and experience in the, in the tool belt. And then uh, fairly recent, uh, was able to join uh, Intuitive Surgical here. And I'm actually in the endoluminal business unit uh, where we uh, work on the ION uh, platform. 
And my team in automation equipment and test is uh, primarily focused on the manufacturing equipment uh, for producing uh, the, uh, the the robot, and then also uh, the uh, instruments and accessories that go along with it. Very cool. So your team is basically one step removed from the actual robotic product, but you're the backbone, shall we say, like there wouldn't be any robots without you guys. <laughs> well, you probably have robots, but you wouldn't have as many of them. Uh, and uh, they, they can be quite challenging to make. And so there's quite a lot of uh, precision uh, instrumentation that we build uh, in order to really ensure that we deliver uh, quality product at the appropriate volumes uh, that is you know, safe and that our, mm-hmm. our, the, the patients can really count on. It's pretty key for your industry. I'd say there's no real margin for error there. No, <laughs> so no whatsoever. Can you give me a brief uh, and, and the listeners a brief uh, overview? Obviously, Intuitive, your, your background is very much in startups, um, as we were talking about offline. And so this is the first publicly traded company, big yeah. behemoth, shall we call it. Uh, so if you could give us a brief overview and background of Intuitive for people who aren't aware um, what you guys focus on and uh, the sort of scale Yeah, so Intuitive uh, got its start in the mid-90s. The technology was actually a spin-out from SRI, the Stanford Research Institute, the same um, institute that uh, brought things like the internet uh, to life. Uh, The first uh, email was sent uh, between two SRI computers back in, oh, I don't know, the 1970s probably. Uh, But some really amazing innovations comes out of that group. And that's where uh, Intuitive's uh, robotic technology uh, came from. Uh, and Intuitive was really the, by a large margin, the first uh, robotic surgery product uh, to gain commercial traction. Uh, it's a, it's an industry that um, didn't exist, and then along comes Intuitive, and now it does, and it's a, a, a large business. Um, that's really what one of the things that was very appealing to me about uh, about joining Intuitive was uh, how they were able to take this nascent idea. Um, that really, you know, if you consider where technology and robotics was at in the 1990s, uh, was an extreme thing to think about, uh, that a robot would be assisting a surgeon in, in performing the types of procedures that we do. And, uh, you know, here fast forward 25 years, and there are some surgeries where the best known method is to do it with robotic assisted, uh, surgery. And that's incredible. And so it's taken it from, uh, a handful of people to, uh, there's over 10,000 uh, people at Intuitive now, and they've been you know, publicly traded for two decades and uh, continue to lead the way in uh, robotic surgery with their DaVinci platform, uh, which is the bread and butter of the company. And then the team that I'm in, which is the ION unit. And uh, what was very interesting about that unit is um, ION's new product. Uh, it's been on the market since 2019. And it's uh, it's a little startup inside a already successful company, mm-hmm. and so it kind of plays well into the the types of organizations that I've had the most fun uh, working in uh, in the past. So what Ion is um, platform uh, for doing diagnostic procedures in uh, the outer reaches of the lung. It's most often used for uh, biopsy of uh, lesions that are suspected to be uh, uh, lung cancer. And so um, the current uh, methodology uh, used in hospitals for that is uh, primarily to wait until tumors get large enough that they become a problem before you can diagnose them with an existing uh, technology, all of which have some complications associated with them. And the prognosis of a a patient at that stage is is extremely poor. Um, And what ION is able to do is you provide access to those outer reaches of the lung area um, through use of the the robotic platform and the robotic uh, catheter that we produce. And 
um, get samples from very small lesions that are at very early stages where survival rates are uh, substantially uh, better. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, my eyes have really been open to the benefits of robotic surgery. We were talking again offline just about a conference I was recently at and some of the talks there and some of the research, you know, from Carnegie Mellon and like Stanford and stuff like that. And people talking about what they've done and the history, right. And these robotic catheters or snakes that can go inside you and just, it's mind blowing for the, for the general public as well, because you hear, and I think now with, the big hype with AI and people are becoming a lot more aware of technology and R and D and things that are going on behind the scenes. But this is, this has been going on for years. Mm -hmm. This has been adding value. This has been saving lives. This has been extending lives. And like you said, this lung cancer diagnosis at much earlier stage, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it it blows my mind and it blows my mind that we can even make these things uh, sometimes. And it blows my mind, like how, uh, I don't know, just not good enough. The current state of the art in uh, lung procedure is uh, the, the two best methods are one that the uh, you know manually operated bronchoscope that can't reach very far into your lung. So it can only access tumors that are already so large that uh, they might be stage three or stage four uh, tumors where the survival rates are, are awful. Um, or they go from the outside uh, with a larger needle and um, quite often results in uh, a collapsed lung and and other complications. So you've got one method that kind of works that's dangerous and uh, one method that doesn't really work that great. uh, And that's, but it's safe. And what Ion's able to do is access those very distant, very small uh, spots that are, that are so hard to access and, um, you know, get tissue samples earlier so that uh, there, there's a, a good chance at diagnosing early stage uh, disease. And, and of course, it, it doesn't perform the diagnosis. There's a pathologist involved that, that actually makes that call. But we're able to, to gain access to get the, the, the tissue samples. And it's really a combination of technologies that have had to come to converge uh, to be able to make that happen. Uh, you know, there is some of that, you know, advanced, uh, you know, computer vision and, and machine learning that's used in uh, generating the the, uh, in the planning software, uh, that, that's a really uh, core uh, piece of the technology. And then there's the, um, kind of the, the key to ION, and you know, we talk about this publicly, is the shape sensing technology. And so this, this catheter, it, it's not just smart in that it can uh, steer itself, uh, which, you know, that that's technology sort of existed for uh, a number of years, but it's actually a device that knows its shape and position down its entire length. And so it can be inserted, driven uh, you know, into the body very, very easily. We produce some like, really amazing uh, UI to enable that to be done uh, very easily. And then can hold its position stably so that the uh, surgeon can go in there and get a sample of whatever they're doing. And even if the, um, if the patient were to move or to breathe or to you know shift in some way, it's able to keep focused on the target that you're trying to get that biopsy for. And uh, I just, you know, really, really cool how they, they pulled that all together. It's wild, isn't it? Um, well, I, I think we've already touched on here and, and explained the benefits of robotic assisted yeah. surgery for patients and for surgeons, it sounds like, um, and kind of goes without saying that the role that your team and you play is integral to the, scale of the operation and and uh the the amount of robots that are able to be produced and put into practice so can you explain a little bit about the importance of testing and quality assurance in 
this industry, robotic assisted surgery, how crucial it is for the company? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Intuitive is a medical device company. These are all um, medical devices that we're, we're manufacturing. You know, they're used in, in, in the human body in medical procedures. And so it's not only critical that you make the device and make it work, but you have to, of course, assure that it's uh, capable of producing the function that it was designed to, that it was certified uh, to do. And you have to make sure all of your uh, manufacturing processes are in control and that all of the processes that you use to confirm your processes are in control. Those are, have got to be in control too. So it's not just about uh, uh, validating the product. You also have to validate the equipment, validate the calibration uh, methodologies that are used, validate the training plans that are used, the uh, inspection and preventative maintenance, all of it plays together to produce a, a product that will always perform as it is intended to and will do so safely um, and, and do so in a way that the patient can really count on. Uh, you know, one of the, you know, you and I work together at a very uh, mission-driven, value-driven uh, values uh, guided uh, organization. And if you can remember the, the conversations we used to have about making impact and uh, thinking sustainably, uh, that's a conversation that happens here every day. Of, uh, it's always, it's patient first always, and it really guides everything that Intuitive does. And you know, even in the short time I've been here, there's been multiple conversations about um, making a decision on where we're going to go with a project. And the conversation halts at, you know what, I don't think we're keeping the patient first uh, in this one, and we need to reprioritize what we're going to do to make sure that patient safety and patient benefit is the first and the last thing that we consider. That's amazing to hear. It's very refreshing, I think, yeah. you know, like, like you mentioned where we used to work. So having somewhere that really like lives and breathes their values and their mission, and it's instilled in all the decision-making and yeah, everything. It, sounds it's like every day, almost them. every yeah. meeting, you'll, you'll hear some, some mention, some thoughts, some allusion uh, to, to ensuring that the, you know, the patient comes patient first, first and then yeah. the surgeon and then the payer and, you know, on down the list pretty far until you get to the shareholder. And I think that's actually the, the most positive way to, to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hear that more and more these days, you do yeah. the right thing and everything else should fall into place. It's hard to do, especially, and it's great to hear that a public company is still, operating that way. Pun yeah, thankfully, operating. follow uh, follow Intuitive's uh, stock price and uh, what's been good for the patient's been good for the shareholder too. That's great. Let's talk a minute about the future of robotic assisted surgery. We're obviously here right now, you've got some amazing technology here that you're, you're mentioning um, and use cases, but what does future state look like um, for you guys? I know probably some of it you can't share, but you know, <laughs> high level or even theoretically for the industry. Yeah, I mean, for Intuitive, we continue to add capabilities to our DaVinci platform as well as our ION platform. Uh, different procedures are being qualified uh, all the time. You know, in our, our last uh, quarterly report, we announced uh, you know, a new procedure that had been uh, been qualified there and allowed by the by the FDA, and so that allows us to keep uh, keep expanding what what the robot can do and uh, what benefit can be done uh, for for patients uh, out there worldwide. And I think what's really interesting is uh, you know, DaVinci was the first uh, surgical robot uh, on the market. And um, you know, 20 years later, uh, there are more than 200 that are out there doing a whole variety of different procedures. And so, um, you know, like you and I saw in food service robotics, uh, the technology has reached a place where it's um, available uh, at scale, it's uh, accessible in terms of, of price, and it's you know, maybe the population has become more comfortable uh, working with this technology. 
And um, so we're really starting to see it explode. And uh, I think that's that, that benefits everything. There's just things that the um, you know, surgeons are amazing. We still, you know, they're still in charge. They drive. There's no autonomy to any of our uh, products whatsoever. But we're able to provide them with capabilities that the human body doesn't have, you know, motions that they can't do, um, visibility that they can't have uh, otherwise, feedback that they just can't get uh, through any other uh, any other method. And so they're able to do things that they just simply would not be able to do uh, working on their own. Yeah. And for the audience, for people that aren't um, visually aware, it, it's very much like, a, well, some of the, the, the robots anyway, it's very much like a... Uh, computer game console kind of remote, right? To navigate through the body and that is a skill yeah. in itself. Yeah, I mean, DaVinci is pretty challenging to, to, to drive. Um, you know, the, the GM of uh, ION here made me drive an ION robot as part of my interview. Uh, and the UI team has done such an incredible job with that thing that, um, you know, you said that the, you know, this wheel on the left that goes in and out, the ball on the right helps you steer give it a shot, follow the blue line, 30 seconds was able to navigate this uh, catheter down inside. Uh, there's a, a simulated wow. lung that they had there. And, the, you know, he walked me over to the OR uh, in one of our buildings here. And uh, just, just incredible. The, the planning software, the, uh, the, the UI, the, the ease of use um, was just, like, just so thoughtfully done. That's so great. That's great. Um, can you highlight for a moment the challenges that need to be addressed, if any, uh, to make it, the robot assisted surgery more accessible i'm assuming price might be a point but here you know healthcare they obviously have large uh, budgets but adoption budgets even ease of use are any of those things like major hurdles for the industry yeah i mean thankfully da vinci paved the way 20 years ago um but it is still you know uh, i i knew nothing about healthcare until two months ago as far as like how new technology gets gets introduced and uh, something you kind of forget is healthcare is a business and some hospitals are not for profit and some are for profit, but nonetheless, there's large amounts of money involved. And that really means that you have to connect uh, patient outcome along with the return on investment of any new technology that's going to be introduced. And so setting up that, that hierarchy of, uh, and it makes sense that it's there, but like, you have to find an, an insurer that's going to pay for a hospital to do a procedure and a patient to get a benefit. And all of that has to pencil out to being, you know, better outcome and better uh, financial condition. And uh, I never thought that through. And it was just really uh, interesting to start to, to learn about that. And so, you know, one of the, one of the challenges I think is, uh, and I'm very far away from making this happen, uh, but that getting that, that paying scenario uh, set up while you're also proving the efficacy of the, the procedure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, look, Derek, this has been really great. I've loved hearing about your team's role and just learning a little bit more about robotic assisted surgery and intuitive in general, because yeah. in terms of key players, there's a handful, but as you mentioned, you guys with Da Vinci were the first robot in the space and paved yeah. the way really for everyone. And now with over 200 and obviously a lot of uh, competitors, you guys are still leading the charge. It sounds like share price is doing well, satisfaction is there mm. and uh, new innovations are coming. Um, I, I, I encourage anyone, any of our listeners who haven't uh, or aren't 
visually aware of what this looks like. I'm sure on YouTube and, and places like that, you can see uh, what these robots look like, what the actual procedures look like, and just getting your head around. Because I, for one, after seeing it and hearing more about it, um, I feel at ease of having robots or robot-assisted surgery happen on me. The benefits far outweigh the risks, in my opinion. And just hearing about even like the early uh, diagnosis of lung cancer it's with the assisted robots is just mind-blowing. And you really wish everyone had access to it, that it was used across the board and that we weren't there wasn't any roadblocks for anyone at any income level, geographic uh, location or uh, demographic to have access to this. So hugely support it. And uh, I'm really rooting for you guys, Derek. Thank you. Where can um, people find out more about you and Intuitive? Well, you know, we've got an awesome uh, website here at Intuitive. And uh, for those that are that are interested or looking for an opportunity in the space, you know, we're always looking for amazing talent. Uh, there's a huge range of careers from you know, engin- engineering to uh, you know, clinical research to regulatory affairs to finance. And uh, we're, we're looking for you know awesome team members for all of it. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Perfect. Thanks again, Derek. I really enjoyed this and uh, hopefully we'll speak soon. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Thank you.